turn toward you. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would draw them in the name of Jesus and God that you save them wherever they are, wherever they may be, wherever they may be hiding, wherever they may be stuck, wherever they may be confused, wherever they may be bewildered, Lord God. We call them forth in the name of Jesus. Lord, asking you to save them to the uttermost, God. Save them, Father God. Draw them, O oh Lord, this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name for our leaders this morning. We pray for Apostle C and for Sister C. We lift them up before you this morning and we speak grace and blessing over their lives, strength and healing and encouragement. We speak life this morning to them in the name of Jesus. We pray for Pastor Gardner, Lord. We speak life over him. We speak blessing, Lord. We speak favor over him this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name for all of our chaplains, for the FRC, those in the IAC, Lord God, that you would use them and anoint them and bless them. In the name of Jesus, pour out your wisdom under them, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, give them strength and grace this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for the ACM. We pray for every ministry, every parachurch, every church this morning, every leader, Lord God, that you would bless them, that you would minister to them, that you would move in them and through them mightily in the name of Jesus as they reach out to advance your kingdom throughout the earth, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray in Jesus' name for this great house, Lord. We pray, Lord God, for the Easter production, Lord God, for this evangelistic tool, Lord, that as the souls come, that they would see you, Lord, that they would see your message, that they would see Jesus high and lifted up. Lord God, we pray that souls would be saved, and we cry out for souls this morning. Yes, Lord, souls, 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 Lord God, that you would draw them, that you would save them. We cry out, Lord, for the hurting soul, for the thirsty soul, for the desperate soul, for the wounded soul, for the afraid soul, for the tormented soul. We cry out this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this house. Your blessing will be upon it. Healing be manifest in it. Your grace be upon it. We speak grace, 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 grace unto this house and unto our leaders, Bishop and Dr. Shaw. Grace, 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 grace upon their lives. In the name of Jesus, grace and peace be multiplied. In the name of Jesus unto them. Thank you for Dr. Cheryl being back with us. Thank you, Lord, for bringing her home safely. Thank you, Father, for using her mightily. Thank you, Lord, that there's more to come. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, for revival. Holy Ghost revival in this house. And everybody that agrees and believes that it is so, lift your voice now and give the Lord a mighty praise. Thank you. 
is Maria Archer. Is she here this morning? Would you lift your hands? All right, can I get 10 or 15 people just to surround her right now? Chaplain said, just, just go over there and surround her. Amen. And we're going to just pray for her and lift her up. And we're going to surround her. Get a couple sisters just to hold her, love her, and hug on her, and tell them what you love her. Amen. Well, we know Pastor Pete's watching down this morning, rejoicing with us. For those of you who don't know, his funeral service was yesterday, and this was his fiance. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you this day, God, for all that you've done in our lives. We thank you for Pastor Pete and all the time and all that you've, the time you've given us with him, Lord. And we speak now blessings over Maria now, God. I pray that you would comfort her, Lord. Bring comfort to her heart. Bring comfort into her her home, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I ask, God, that you would strengthen her, Lord, as the days ahead come may be hard. But, God, as she takes it day by day, Lord, and each one of us as we face the days, God, we ask, Lord, that you would strengthen us and that you would strengthen her, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would send others to love her, God, others to be a blessing in her life, God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in her life. We thank you, God, for the healing in her life today, God. We love you, Lord, and we're so blessed to have her be a part of us, God. And Lord, when she hurts, we hurt. And we ask, Lord, that you would strengthen her, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, and we just lift up the church today, God. We lift up your people today, God. We ask that you would strengthen each and every one of us as, and heal our hearts, Lord. Heal all of our hearts, God. For Lord, this has been a great loss, but Lord, you have taken him in, and we thank you, God for what you're doing in our lives today, God. And thank you for peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Find four or five people as I come to get some fresh wind and some fresh fire. Give me a handshake or hug. Go find four or five people. I come to get some fresh wind and fresh fire.
Well, praise the Lord. Welcome. Hallelujah. I know you're rejoicing this morning that Dr. Cheryl is back. Hallelujah. But I have rejoiced more than you all. I have rejoiced more than you all. Amen. I had the church, I had the dogs, I had the house, I had the maintenance and upkeep, and she's out preach, praying, and prophesying halfway around the world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Japan. Hallelujah. Amen. I bring greetings from your sister church in, J in Japan. Amen. Uh, the Japanese people are so gracious. And uh, it was an awesome time. I wasn't anywhere near the virus, but everybody there uh, practiced good. We were bathed in hand sanitizer and washing our hands and uh, wearing our little masks. So uh, it was awesome. Uh, I was just very glad to touch American soil. Yeah. Uh, we arrived in Minneapolis on the way home, and um, a, a woman had a heart attack, I guess, on the plane. So um, they announced, will everybody please stay seated uh, we have an ill passenger on the plane, and they didn't know what was going on at first, so they said, so uh, the Center for Disease Control will be coming aboard, and in the event that they find something with her that has to do with the virus, we won't be deplaning. So I was on the phone with Bishop at that point, and I said, you be praying now. I said, because I'm getting off this plane. <laughs> And um, they came back on a few minutes later, and they said, okay, no worries, you'll be able to deplane. And I thought, no worries for you, because I'm out of here. <laughs> so it was uh, an awesome time. So many people got healed and delivered. Um, hallelujah. I spent, um, I probably did three-quarters of the conference myself, because by the time Dr. Sun was supposed to minister, uh, they found out there was no entrance or exit out of Korea. So she had, you know, her travel plans were after she left Japan, she was moving on to Korea and then on to Myanmar. And uh, so she got on the phone and she was, what am I going to, I said, get on the phone, do the change of tickets, I'll preach. So we did, and they told her it would be $10,000 to change her ticket to go straight to Myanmar. So I just said, oh, no, that's not real. And we just began to pray, and so they ended up doing it for her just for the ticket change fee, which was $200. Amen. Amen. So lots of miracles, people getting healed. Um, and uh, the virus is nothing but a distraction. Amen. It's the enemy. He just hates the thought of global. There's a move of God, I'm telling you. And uh, so I'll just, 
I'll just save it for the word, but I'm telling you, we got a war against the powers of darkness. There's so much fear and pandemonium everywhere in this nation and overseas, and the devil's alive. That's all there is to it. So uh, I'm just glad to be home, and thank you for allowing me to go because uh, the, the people, they're just like sponges. They were just so excited, and they all just started shouting, Dr. Cheryl, we'll come back next year. And I said, we will pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to pray a little harder. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Father, thank you for today for bringing my wife home. Thank you, Jesus. And for my extended family here. Yes. And for my family that's watching down from heaven. Father, today as we review our weapons of war, yes. quickened our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Things that we need to be doing, Father. Brush touch us. Encourage us. Uplift us. Sharpen our swords and our tools. Bring the word to us, but be creative within us. Let us not just be a hearer of the word, but also one that applies it and does it. Bless the word this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. I got this one from Colonel. A lady walked into a department store looking for stationery. She found the floor manager and asked if he kept stationery. He said, usually, but he did move around now and then. Okay, praise the Lord. Uh, If you have notes, there's going to be some refresher scriptures, but I want to draw your attention to the very last scripture. We'll bring this into focus. Uh, a familiar passage of scripture. This is called Remembering Our Weapons. Amen. Remembering Our Weapons. Amen. We need these weapons now more than ever. Amen. Psalm 144, verse 1 in the NLT version. NLT version, please. Praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Who is my rock? He trains. Say trains. Trains. My hands. Hold up your hands. Hold them both up. My hands. For war and gives my fingers skills for battle. Go ahead, Cheryl. He is my loving ally. Oh, he's on your side. He's your ally. Yep. And my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield. And I take refuge in him. He makes, he makes, he makes the nations submit to me. We have to make a choice in this hour because he trains us. How many of you have been trained for battle? Amen. So we choose in this hour. We have to choose to pick up these weapons We have to choose to use these weapons. We have to choose to stand in faith, believing. Amen? How many of you could just get off 
and be distracted by all the junk going on and forget you have these weapons that you're supposed to take up and use. Amen? Look at your neighbor this morning and say, I choose to use my weapons. Amen. We know these are the last of the last days, the last of times. Um, we do not know the day or the hour when Christ will return. But I can tell you, I don't see him tearing another 150 years. I, I don't see that prophetically. But we're coming to the end very soon. And we need to beware and use our weapons with wisdom. When we get into the face of trials, how many of you have been going through stuff? Trial after trial. Amen. But I want you to say this with me. Say adversity, adversity is opportunity. opportunity. Adversity is opportunity. It's not the end of something. It's your opportunity to go back and do that devil some harm. So many of us see adversity as, okay, I'll just lay down and die. <laughs> no. Look at your neighbor and say, no. no. Absolutely not. Adversity is our opportunity to use these weapons. Hello? For God to move in us. That's right. And us to trust him. All right, let's look at some of these familiar weapons of warfare. He gives us powerful weapons. Gird up these weapons with grace and faith. Let's look at one we all know. Everybody say his word. His word. It's a two-edged sword. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. Say alive. alive. Powerful. powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It, it, it's alive and powerful. Yes. Now, now how does this play out to me. If you read your Bible and you're reading your Bible, you say, uh-oh, that applies to me. Mm -hmm. Forgive me, Lord. Right there, I said, Lord, forgive me and change me. Thank you for your grace. But he's getting into your spirit because you're feeding on the word. Why do you think it's so hard sometimes to read the word? He doesn't want you to get down in your spirit and dig it out. He keeps you busy. He keeps you preoccupied with television, occupied with things that are distractions. That's Amen. Right. But he wants to do a work within you, getting down in you. It's powerful. It's effective. And he deals with the intentions and the motives of your heart. You read it long enough, you'll see that he's dealing with some issues in your life. Say the word of God. Is a and weapon. And we're not only to read the word, but remember this is the year of the what? Mouth. We're to declare the word. You're to speak the word. 
You're to find those scriptures and say the word. Hello? How many of you have been declaring the word this year? Amen. I need 12 people quickly up here. Only 12. First 12. Say, the word is powerful. One. Word is powerful. Say, two. Say, the word is powerful. Three. Word is powerful. Four. Word is powerful. Five. Word of powerful is six. Word of powerful is seven. Word of powerful is eight. The word is powerful. Nine. The word is powerful. Ten. Come on, say it with me. Say, the word is powerful. Eleven. Word is powerful, 12. Let me tell you what this is. This is loving it, living it, praying it. This is written by Linnell Canastrazi, you might say. But her last name is now, married name is Milner. It is strictly the Bible. Yeah. And encouraging verses from the Bible for different areas of subject. Amen. Be blessed. Give her a clap offering. Our gift to you. I'll be passing out some more tonight. Amen. Can you have one? Yes, you may. Give a Lord a clap off. Amen. We're going to get, you. we are going to get more of these. And if you want one, just come, make sure your name is written down in the front office. That's all. But it's the word. And as you declare that word in those books, it's the word of God. She wrote that probably 20 years ago. But I was, when I was in California taking care of mom, I found it in dad's library. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, we need this. So I called her and she was able to get me some more and they've updated it. And uh, so we'll get more for you, we'll but you need this. This is another tool. It's another weapon. Amen. All right. One we all know, Ephesians chapter 6, the second weapon. The, the armor. armor. So we have the word, now we have the armor of God. Let's look at this familiar passage of scripture. We're going to take a little different trip in this. We're going to go to the NLT version. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Say all. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Okay, put on... Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body of, our, of God, armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet. And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. 
Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Woo! Now, that gives it a little different flavor, the NLT. Now, I'm not going to let you just sit there. Amen? Amen. Every morning I get up, I put on my armor. Here's, and we're going to do it together. Are you ready? I dress a little different than the scripture. I dress from head to toe. Take your hands. Helmet of salvation. salvation. Don't well, the devil tell you you're not saved. All right. I put on the helmet of salvation every morning before I begin to prayers. Now put your hand and go across like this. Say the breastplate of righteousness. I am right standing with the Father. Because of the blood of Christ. Pass your hands. Cross your Say, my loins are strong. With the word of God. Hold up your feet. Shake it. Shake it. Say, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. God's not angry at you. Amen. You tell people that. God loves you. He's not angry at you. He wants a relationship with you. The what? Sword of the Spirit. If you have your Bible, pick it up. If you have your iPhone, pick it up. Say, the sword of the Spirit. Say, devil. Take this. And now you have the shield of faith. So take your shield and hold it up. You've just put on the armor of God. Now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Do that for about 15, 20 minutes every day. Pray throughout the day in the Holy Ghost. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, I'll pray with you at the end of the altar at the church service. Give a Lord a clap offer. Amen. So it's a two-edged sword is the word of God, the word. Then we have the armor. There's another one that we have. It's power in the name of Jesus. Philippians 2. 9, 10, and 11. We're just remembering these weapons that we already know. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under the earth. In the name of Jesus, you will bow, devil. You will bow. You are in the yeah. earth, on the earth, below the earth. I don't care where you're at. You've Woo. got to bow the name of Jesus because my Bible says it. I believe it. And that settles it. Yeah. Power. You have to believe it that there's power in the name of Jesus. That's good. The next one. The blood of Jesus. Woo! Revelation 1.5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Yes! yes. 
Hallelujah. The blood protects us. The blood washes us. The blood is the thing. When we go before the heavenly court and we plead our case, God the Father looks and sees Jesus. And he sees his son. And when that enemy is standing there accusing and accusing and accusing you, I just see that devil bound, gagged, cut off, shut down. And God says, get out of here, devil. All I see is my son. I don't see their sin. Hallelujah. Don't you, when you hear Dr. Tom or other people, songs about the blood, does it just touch us somehow? Yes. Oh, the blood of Jesus. These songs just touch. It's a tool. It's a weapon. The blood is. The word is. Amen. The armor is. The name of Jesus is. And prayer. Next one is prayer. James 5. 15 16. or 16. Confess your faults one to another. Another version says confess your sins one to another. And pray one for another and that pray. you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, let me draw your attention here. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The first several years I was born again, I used to read the scripture. I thought it applies to physical healing which it does. Then one day, the Holy Spirit, as I'm reading the Bible, says, why do you limit me? What do you mean, Lord? I thought when you get sick, you know, call the elders of the church, anoint you with oil, and you'll be healed, right? Whether it be instant, over time, through doctors, instantly. He's, why do you limit me? Can it be emotional healing? Depression, uh, despondency, despair, anxiety, split personality. Come on. Don't limit God to just physical healing in that scripture. That's and right. the effects of fervent prayer. I heard a preacher say one time years ago, I never forgot. The hot, unceasing prayer. Hot, unceasing prayer of a righteous man and woman whose moon availeth Jesus. much. Yes. Say prayer. Prayer. Is, now these weapons interchange. Amen. But prayer is another weapon that we can't forget to use. Make sure you see that he's commanding us to pray. He says, pray. He doesn't say a highly good suggestion. He says, pray one for another. That means in English, you pray. It's a command sentence. If God's commanding it, it must be important. Pray one for another. We got a lot of folks in the kingdom of God that spend a lot of time gossiping about other people. <laughs> they got a lot to say in their opinions. Pray one for another. Hello? Yeah, but you don't know, Pastor Cheryl, what they did. I don't care what they did. I just pray, 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 and love, love, love. Hello? Amen. That's a weapon. The next one. Praise. How many of you thank God for the praise in this house? 
and thank God for Dr. Tom and Pastor Gina. Because they don't just play a bunch of songs. They aren't up trying to get us entertained. And it's not their job to entertain us. It's our job to get up and praise. Amen. Now, we could just take this next verse and spend the whole sermon or two on it. But we just want to refresh you on your weapons of war. Yeah. Look at the entire psalm of 149. Yeah. Let's read through it. Praise ye the Lord. Everybody sing. say praise the Lord. Praise sing to the Lord a new song. Say sing. sing. And his praise in the congregation of saints. Oh, the congregation of the saints. Oh, I thought like me and Jesus at home. Oh, keep going. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Oh, praise him in the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. Timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He'll beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Amen. Look at this. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. Now, what do you think he's talking about? Spiritual warfare. Yes. He's talking about demon spirits. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Demons. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. This is your honor to take authority over the demon spirits through praise and worship and kick them. Amen. Amen. I love to saw you this morning. We got to praise him. Dancing over here. Amen. Just kicking the devil. Amen. Get up a minute. Stand up and do your little dance. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. You just killed about 100,000 devils. Woo. This next one is a common weapon of war. Yes. Do this. Like cut your throat. Now hear me. When I say this, we're not cutting your throats. But when you hear this, you, uh, you, think, your uh, you think your throat got cut. Amen. You know what this one is? Fasting. <gasps> Woo! Not this a house. We war. get excited about fasting. Okay. Isaiah. Isaiah 58. Yes. Remembering these common weapons of war. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness. Say, bands of wickedness. Undo. Heavy burdens. Go. Oppression. Go. Break the yokes. Every yoke. Now look at the power. In fasting. 
Hallelujah. So let's review these before I get to the last and most important point. Give me one. His what? Word of God. Amen is a weapon. The what? The armor of God. Excellent. The power of the name of Jesus. The precious what? Blood of Jesus. Prayer. Praise and worship. And that wonderful word called what? Fasting. Every yoke bondages. Now, uh, this last one. Uh, I grew up in a house. No, let's go right to the scripture. You got to see this. Raise one of your hands. Say, Lord, Lord. Bring, me bring me revelation to the greatest weapon. The greatest weapon. Greater than all these I've just seen. I've just heard, and I know. Turn with me, if you have your Bibles, you need to see this. And then I'll tell you why. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Good job. There was a little city and few men in it. There came a great king against it, besieged it, and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. The words of wise men are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that ruleth among fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroyeth much good. I, I want to go back here to two, two verses in this passage. Just verse 16 and verse 18. This is the story of deliverance of a poor man. There's another story there, another teaching there about poor and rich and prosperity and nobody knew his name because he was poor, but that's not what I want you to see. Look at verse 16. Wisdom is better than what? Wisdom is better than power. It's a Hebrew word. Now look at verse 18. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. The Hebrew reads like this. Wisdom is better than all the weapons of war. Hmm. You're telling me wisdom is better than prayer, fasting, the blood? Wisdom is better than the armor? The name of Jesus, praise, worship, Fasting, every yoke, all these things we see. Why is it? Because wisdom would tell you which weapon to use and when to use it. Amen? He'll tell you when to charge, when to stand, when to duck the fiery darts, when to move to the left, when to move to the right. Amen? Wisdom will tell you which weapon and when to use it and how to use it. It's good to use our weapons, but we need to pray for wisdom of how to use them. Amen? I grew up in a household. 
My father only had three tools. Now, can you imagine? I say this in a, in a way that I wish I'd learned different. I owned an automobile dealership for 13 years. I never changed a tire or a battery. If I got a flat, I drove it on, on the rim. I don't know how to change a battery. My father never poured into me mechanically. My own father couldn't change a, probably a license plate on a car. He had the tools, but he didn't know how to use them. And the only tools he had was a pliers, a screwdriver, and a hammer. It didn't hit. Pliers, screwdriver didn't work. That was it. He had no wrenches, no constant wrenches or anything. His, everything got hit the hammer. Or a screwdriver. He tried it. That's just the way that he was made. So uh, that's one negative trait that I inherited from my father. I didn't learn how to, you know, to... I'm not mechanically inclined. Everybody say man. But why is wisdom better than all the weapons of war? Because God wants you to know what to use, when to use it, how to apply it, and the way to apply it. We have to start praying for wisdom in our lives of how to battle the devil. See, if you go out every time, all you do is praise, 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 praise. You'll miss it. Every time there's an attack, all you do is pray, 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 pray. You'll miss it. You keep using a hammer. A hammer may work for some things, but it might work for something else. If every time you're attacked by the devil, you bleed the blood, bleed the blood, bleed the blood, bleed the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Every time the attack comes, it's always the blood, you're missing it. Or the blood and the word. It's a combination of all these tools. Wisdom is better than power. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than all the weapons of war. Now, I know you don't like to hear that. But that's what it says. The Bible says it's better than all the weapons of war. I'd rather praise my way through. Everybody say amen. amen. I'd rather pray, intercede, pray in the Holy Spirit. But what weapon do you use and when do you use it? And what is the effective? That is the key. So we need to pray for wisdom in our lives. Make it a regular part of our prayer life. Lord, Show me. Give me wisdom of what to pray. Give me a wisdom of what to plead. I want to just address this attack on the world, our nations, with the coronavirus. This is powerful because if we learn how to attack this thing in the spirit, it's going down. Probably a lot faster. Amen? It's a threefold attack. And real quick, write this down, Isaiah 14, 29. And study it when you get a minute. But it's a threefold attack. Why is the enemy using the coronavirus right now? Because God he has prophesied and prophesied and prophesied for the last several uh, years and months. There is going to be a global awakening. Global. You getting it? Global move of the Spirit. When I was in Japan, every pastor said, Dr. Cheryl, do you believe there is a move of God coming like never before to win the lost? So they're getting the same word that we're getting all around the globe. And so the enemy wants to attack the global move of God. 
It ain't about us and the flu. Get out of that crazy mindset that it's just about, oh, we got to make sure we're all safe. It's a global attack. And look at this. Isaiah 14, 29 says, Do not rejoice, all you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken, that the virus is being broken. From the root of that snake. Now listen. Will spring up a viper. Its fruit will be a darting venomous serpent. Snake, viper, serpent. Snake. This attack throughout the world. A snake trying to make its way. Viper, it's viper, it's evil. Jesus called the Pharisees vipers. Are you with me? And the venomous serpent, venom, virus, venom. The coronavirus. The coronavirus is a venom. And so we have the power and the tools and the weapons. But we've got to have wisdom. What do we do and when do we do it? You need to attack this thing in your closet of prayer with praying in the Holy Ghost. Go after this coronavirus. When I was in Japan, there is so much fear. We're not to fear. How many times in the word does he say fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not? We're to Use the weapons of war and go after this snake with the blood. Go after this viper with the blood and the name of Jesus. Go after it by breaking the strongholds. So I want you to pray with me this morning. Amen. Let's stand. The clip. The clip. I want you to watch this clip. It's a short one. Um, how we're going to break the back of this thing. We're going to break the back of this. And I want the choir to come up and dismiss us. I enjoyed this. You go to the choir this morning. Come on. And it was just. God has not given you a what? Fear. Same word as fear is. That, that word is derivative from the word demon. Spirit. I'm not giving you a. It's a demonic entity that attacks you. Amen. Watch this clip in a creative way. Uh, of Used weapons without. How many of you remember uh, the gentleman from, um, what is that movie? Hackshaw Ridge. Hackshaw Ridge. Yeah. And he was a nonviolent soldier and he ended up saving more lives without a gun. Watch this. <laughs> You're like, I'm on a shoe, ain't you? Give me this. It's a bit late for target practice now, don't you think? <laughs> Jump on it. You're kidding. I'm going to drag you. Let's do it. Ready? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> We got company! Come on! Yasa! Yeah. 
I don't care. I ain't going to die without a fight. And if I'm wounded, I'm still fighting. Amen. If I'm wounded, I'm still shooting the fiery darts against the enemy. Because I win. I overcome. I'm covered by the blood. Amen. And the word says that we win. We win. We win. We win. Come on, say it. We win. 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 Give a little clap off for it. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to just put your hands up in the air this morning, and I want you to pray with me. Lord, Lord we, bind we bind this snake of deception, snake of deception. This, viper of religious spirits, this viper of religious spirits, and this venomous serpent of coronavirus. We break. We break. It's global unholy alliance. It's this three-court attack, three attack to stop revival, to stop revival around, the globe. around the globe. Lord, we ask you, Lord, yes. we cast out this snake of deception. We cast out this religious spirit. We cast out this venomous snake of coronavirus. We stop this global epidemic in the name of Jesus. We ask for healing, God, for those that have been affected. We proclaim full authority over this virus. It's under our feet. And every attack of illness and sickness is under our feet. Just as in Isaiah 14, 29. The rod you struck is broken. Satan has struck the earth with a rod of coronavirus. And now we break it. We break the rod. In the name of Jesus. We break the rod. Because we decree. Global outpouring. Global revival. We decree. Psalm 91 7. A thousand fall at our side. And ten thousand at our right hand. But it's not coming near us. In Jesus' name. And by the blood. Amen. Amen. Ha 